Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 268, recorded live on the YDF Media Network on December the 14th, 2023. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Pete. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I am feeling very merry and jolly this week. Oh, good. It's that time of year. It's so. that time of year. Uh, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. And we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. It has been uh, kind of a whirlwind week. It has. There's been a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Disneying going on. We, we, we went to the Festival of the Holidays the other night. We went to a very okay. merry Christmas party. The other night, I believe we're going back to the Festival of the Holidays on Monday. Um, you know, just I'm really digging. Like we had this like porchetta and um, like the meat assorti at uh, at the Festival of the Holidays, and it was so good. I like, like that. I really like the food at Festival of the Holidays. It's it is just got to be my second favorite festival of the year after Festival of the Arts, and I like that my two favorite festivals of the year kind of like happen back to back. Yeah. And both it's of them, nice, are, yeah, both of them are criminally short. It's a nice pickup into like the new year, you know. I'm like, can we please like just cut the half a year of food and wine short to 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 start very merry like earlier, not very not very merry. Um, to start um festival of the holidays earlier in November because it's criminally short, right? The cookies and like all the great food and you know we had this like milkshake that rachel wanted that was like you know it was it was really really good i, I yeah really when does this it. start it starts pretty much right after thanksgiving and runs through to the end of december i feel like it should start like two weeks before thanksgiving i agree i think like it that's start... when we're putting up like you know holiday decorations yeah and it should start two weeks before and the other thing is every other park by then is decorated for christmas except for epcot right right so all right, ready to uh, dive into the show this week. Let's do it. Um, we're going to talk about Very Merry Christmas Party in detail in the e-ticket attraction, so that's why I'm not going through it all here. Uh, big thanks to our patron family over at pa- uh, two, uh, two Men in the Mouse. Patreon. I'm sorry, Patreon.com slash Two Men in the Mouse um, for uh, you know all their support. We love bringing you guys uh, additional content. If you love Two Men in the Mouse, then you'll love the content coming on Patreon. We have got uh, new patron episodes coming. We've got uh, Geek Watchtower coming where we're going to not only talk about the Marvels, but we're also going to talk about Godzilla Minus One, which both of us have seen and both of us have very much enjoyed. Uh, I mean, fantastic movie, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. We got a new Orlando outside Disney coming. We've got uh, more festival food features, uh, more of the watch along videos for like, you know, YouTube videos and uh, home movies and things like that. So much good stuff going over at patreon.com slash two men in the mouse. And you get the show early, at least a day early, uh, sometimes even earlier than that. 
uh, depending on when the editing happens. So, you know, if you don't like wait until Friday, Patreon, get it early. Uh, all right. You ready to uh, to hop into the news this week? What's up? The news brought to you by our good friends over at Away With Me Travel. Justin Suter and all of his agents have got you guys covered for your trip anywhere in the world. Of course, they specialize in those Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney Vacations. Uh, contact Justin over at Justin at AwayWithMeTravel.com or show at AwayWithMeTravel.com and let them take you away. All right. Worldwide news. We're starting off with some sad news. Disney legend Dick Nunes has died at uh, the the ripe old age of 91 years young. He has lived a Disney life. He really has. So, I mean, you're very, I, I assumed you were going to be familiar with Dick Nunes. Of course. Um, so Disney legend Dick Nunes, the former chairman of Walt Disney Attractions, passed away December 13th. So just yesterday, surrounded by his family in his adopted hometown of Orlando, a family friend has confirmed he was 91 years old. Um, they said... Um, uh, Bob Iger said, today we mourn the passing of Dick Nunes, a true Disney legend whose contributions to the Walt Disney Company have touched the lives of millions of people all over the world. What started as a summer job training future Disneyland employees would ultimately become a storied 44-year career at Disney. Dick took the values and philosophies he learned directly from Walt and incorporated them into everything he did at Disney. We are grateful for his many achievements, and we extend our deepest sympathies to his family and loved ones. Um... And then Josh tomorrow, the um, chairman of Disney experiences says on behalf of every cast member, crew member, Imagineer and employee of the Disney of Disney experiences. I want to express my gratitude to Disney legend Dick Nunes and my condolences to his family following the sad news of his passing. Dick's impact on our theme parks business is everlasting. Along with our founder, Walt Disney, Dick helped shape our business, create happiness for millions of families around the world and started a standard that an industry that the industry must now live up to. I mean, big bucket of win with that guy. I mean, and you know, one of the, another one of the people that have kind of been touched directly by Walt, you know, leaving us, yep. it's just kind of like, you know, moving us out of that old era, which is sad. It really is. And uh, I learned about this because I saw Joe Rody posted about it on, on social media. I think it was Instagram where he said, um, you know, if it wasn't for him, there would have been no animal kingdom. Oh, that's great. So, all right, moving on to resort news. There is an Ursula the Sea Witch tiki mug currently available at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Are you a tiki guy? Uh, you know what? Not really. I, I I went for a friend to get the Hatbox Ghost one, and I didn't even get one for myself. I just kind of got one for her because she asked. But uh, the Ursula tiki mug is available for a limited time at Trader Sam's Grog Grotto at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Wristband distribution for the new mug begins at 12 noon daily and will be sold with a choice of a specialty beverage. The Ursula Tiki mug will be available while supplies last limit two per person per transaction. Okay. So there you go. Ursula Tiki mug over at, uh, it looks pretty cool too. It's got, it look, looks, it kind of looks like her cauldron. Okay. Which, which I think is pretty neat. Uh, also in resort news, the uh, Swan and Dolphin Resort has rolled out some new holiday events this year. Oh, yeah, so uh, this holiday season, the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin offers new Yuletide activities and festive favorites returning to Santa's favorite resort on select nights. Uh, now, new this year is the Elf Outpost. Santa's elves have set up shop at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin, and they're happy to show you around. Join Santa's elves for a tour of their Elf Outpost, including the toy workshop and bakery, where guests can enjoy complimentary cookie decorating. The fully stocked toy workshop will also offer crafts and toys for purchase. That's pretty neat. Yeah. 
They've also got Tales from the North Pole, which twice nightly the elves will greet guests to milk and cookies and a special reading of the Christmas classic Twas the Night Before Christmas, wishing a Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Families will also receive their own book to take home. This is a paid experience. Uh, it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're getting something. As soon as, as, soon as I heard that, I was like, yep. Santa and Mrs. Claus will be meeting and greeting. Um and they will be decked out in their favorite Florida vacation attire, meeting guests in Santa's customized tiki hut on select nights, November to December. So it sounds like you're getting like summertime Santa. Right. This unique holiday photo opportunity is filled with Florida flair, featuring reindeer, palm trees, flamingos, and holiday cheer. There's also a life-size chocolate holiday Santa scene, constructed entirely of chocolate. It weighs approximately 2,000 pounds and is showcased in the lobby of the Swan. It features a chocolate Santa sitting in his chair, a seven-foot-tall, 400-pound chocolate nutcracker, a chocolate fireplace, a chocolate Christmas tree, and a chocolate toy train. The scene will be displayed in the lobby of the resort through December and is 100% edible. But don't try to eat it. <laughs> Magic keys for Santa on Christmas Eve. Uh, how will Santa deliver presents to each guest room without a chimney? With a magic key, of course. Children can hang a magic key on their door to help Santa find his way on Christmas Eve. Magic keys are available on December 24th at the concierge desk. I guess they must put something special in your room on Christmas Eve. If you have no, no, I think keys. it's a uh, I think it, the magic key is like a way for the children to leave that there for Santa to come in. And then, yeah, to give you guys to give you like gifts. Right. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. There's no chimney. I know. You know that that Santa Claus magic, like from the Santa Claus, which you know. By the way, we 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 just finished season one of the Santa Clauses. Worth um, it? I love it. It's so good. Okay. And you know what? It poke. It like fills in a lot of the plot holes from the like. I feel like they were kind of out on a mission to like fill in some of those plot holes. That's what a lot of these live action Disney movies and things like that yeah. do is kind of just fill in the issues. Yeah, yeah. So and and the Santa Claus. I mean. The original, there's, there's so many like hysterical plot holes in that movie. Like, you know, like, why didn't they care that the old Santa died? Like, what happened to his right. Mrs. Claus? Did she just disappear like, like, a, like Yoda? Like, um, right. it was really, really interesting. And, you know, I love Tim Allen in those movies. He's great. And his actual daughter plays his daughter in the show. Oh, cool. She's uh, Sandy Claus, Sandra Claus. So. Um, I yeah, I thought it was I thought it was very good. We start we just started season two, which uh, which has Mad, which the villain is Mad Santa. Okay, <laughs> which is like a Viking Santa, basically. It's uh, it's it's interesting so far. We watched the first episode. Gabriel Glacius is in it this uh, this season. I have a feeling he's going to end up being Santa Claus by the end of it. I don't know yet. I haven't oh, gotten that no. far, but I really hope they that Tim Allen. That, just... That's season three that this is on two. Oh, it's only on two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll watch it. I it's a good time, especially if you like the original movie. We watched all I three. I do, but do I have to rewatch them? Because I can't. I don't think I no, can. No, I mean, if you them. remember them, it's fine. You know, like there's some, you know. I remember too much about that third one to go back and rewatch them. The third one is kind of rough. I mean, there's enjoyment to be had, but it's also, it is still kind of rough. Yeah. Uh, I like the second one. The second one, I think, gets, gets unfairly maligned. I love they, the second one. I think the second one kind of gets lumped in with the third one. And I'm like, no, this second no, one is good. No, no. This is a really yeah. good movie. Uh, so, 
Uh, the Dancing Light Show, a musical light show, transforms the outdoor causeway each evening into a holiday spectacle with dancing illuminated palm trees and favorite holiday tunes. The performances occur regularly from sunset through to 10 p.m. Uh, Swan and Dolphin guests are also on the nice list this year and can receive up to 25% off a second room with the promo code SANTA. So a lot going on at the Swan and Dolphin for the holidays. Yeah, I guess it's a little easier. It's not really like a di- I, it's called. I don't know why it's able to be called the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Resort when it's not a Disney owned resort. Right. Yeah. It's so weird how, it, you know, over the years, like it's, yeah. it's worked out. So Blizzard Beach closed the other day and due to weather. But here's the interesting thing. It had already it had opened for the day and was only so like normally like, you know, I'm fascinated by this always. But like you love it. It opened for two hours. They must have had no one there. So they're like, hey, you guys who are here, time to go. Time to go. Disney's Blizzard Beach Water Park closed on December the 12th after being open for just two hours as chilly weather lingered longer than expected. The park opened at 10 a.m. with temperatures in the upper 50s and closed at midday. Operating hours uh, for the next day were listed as 10 a.m. through 5 p.m. Temperatures are expected to be warmer for the rest of the week, getting into the 70s. So all you Canadians can, you know, go enjoy the tropical weather. But, uh, you know, it's, it's it's still a little too cold for me. The uh, so we went to Very Merry on that that day. It was cold. OK, yeah. it was like well, kind of cool in a way. Right. Yeah, it was down in the 50s. Yeah, that was perfect, dude. I got to wear a jacket. I wore a long sleeve shirt. It was it was nice. Rachel wore like a Rachel was bundled up in a scarf because she's a Floridian, like, you know, most right. of her life. So it gets to 70. She can tell when the weather goes from like 78 degrees to 75 degrees. And all of a sudden she's freezing. That's great. Yeah, it's hysterical. Uh, I, You know what? My blood is never really like thinned out. I still kind of have that like New Jersey, like, you know, like winter blood. So uh, Disney Springs news. The Summer House on the Lake restaurant has set an opening date. This is the new uh, restaurant coming to Disney Springs. The new restaurant will be open on today, Thursday, December 14th. Okay. Yes. Reservations can be made now on open table, but are not yet available on the My Disney Experience app. It is a California inspired menu that features simple ingredients sourced from local grower partnerships and sustainable products. Rose is poured all day off the signature rose cart alongside an extensive wine and handcrafted cocktail list. Menu items include California inspired dishes, salads, sandwiches, pastas, and pizza. So, uh, we, yeah, we talked about this a little bit recently it looks pretty good yeah i would i would yeah the go juice fruit truck um food truck is also coming to disney springs on the west side uh, a new food truck has arrived at west side's exposition park at disney springs according to the website go juice which started in costa rica serves wholesome juice smoothies bowls and is home to the original banana coffee um the arrival of more third-party food trucks follows Disney's decision to close its food truck operations at Walt Disney World, including Exposition Park on the west side. I've been so sad that the Disney food trucks are no more. Yeah. I love the Disney food trucks. Like, I always loved A them. A lot of I, people did, yeah. You know what? I really, I miss when they were, like, when there were four food trucks, there was one for each park. And, like, the... That was cool. The Epcot one was, like, food and wine food all year long. Like, you can get the pierogies, which was always my go-to. You know, then they did the hot dog truck, the mac and cheese truck. I thought it was great. I loved it. But, now, where were these trucks parked? 
Uh, Exposition Park is basically, you know where the Candy Cauldron is and where the Marvel store is? Yeah. Like right across. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Because right I remember theater. for a hot second, they had like a uh, like a cookie dough truck there. Yeah. And when they did the four trucks for the four parks, is that where they were? Yeah. Okay. Yep. They were always there. I, I remember it was one of my go to's for like when I, I used to go to movies there. Like that was my movie theater. And now, right. I mean, like. I was still doing it, even though like I'm like 40 to 60 minutes away. Like I was still going there for all my movies. But now I'm I'm kind of like there's a regal like 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 10 minutes from me. Like I kind of right. need to go to the regal, which, you know, I, I don't like regal as much as AMC. Um, I kind of miss my AMC unlimited membership, but I got the regal crown club instead. So I don't know. OK, yeah. <laughs> I, I do I miss going to like Marvel movies at AMC at Disney Springs because they would really like deck it out like they like when Endgame came out oh man it was like the all of Disney Springs was transformed not even just like the west side but like all of Disney Springs was playing Avengers music people were dressed up in costumes it was awesome but uh, yeah now I go to Regal so you know okay. con- convenience gas prices blah 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 uh, all right. Uh, Magic Kingdom news. Big Thunder Mountain is closing for refurbishment, meaning that there will be an entire side of Frontierland that you will have no use going to. Uh, I wonder if they're going to close like the popcorn cart over there and like also with with no Splash Mountain and no. Though I guess the the um the there's still the the train station there. I don't I think the train station is still open. I don't think they skip that over. They might skip it over, though, because of the Splash Mountain um right construction i don't know construction i'm not i'm not even sure yeah walt disney's World big thunder mountain railroad is scheduled to be closed for refurbishment in january 2024 it will close january 16th and will reopen on the 21st big thunder's last refurbishment was in january 2023 and it was closed for four days so this is kind of an annual little like uh refurb skimming yeah you know skim it skim like it. pool gotta skim it Epcot news, a walkway in Epcot was closed due to a leak from Journey of Water. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The walkway alongside Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, remains closed as work continues repairing a high-pressure leak. Um, Construction walls block each entrance to the walkway, and a large section of concrete has been removed for the repair. The leak beneath the concrete walkway began last week and could be heard by guests on the walkway. Wow. The pumps, filtration, and other utilities for Journey of Water are located across the walkway in an area near the restrooms by Spaceship Earth. Uh, you know, it's funny. My, my brother-in-law went to Epcot the other day and he did Journey of Water for the first time. And he said, he was like, you know, there are like some countries where like, like, you know, they have to conserve all their water and like, you know, and meanwhile, we're just like throwing our arms to make the big wave go up. <laughs> Journey of water is pretty cool. Oh. I will say like, it makes I'm you, excited to do it. It makes you feel like a water bender from, from avatar. I like that. The real avatar. By the way, have you seen the trailer for the Netflix live action? Avatar? I have. I, I, dare I hope like, I know, dare I fantastic. get my hopes up? It looks so perfect. It looks fantastic. It looks so perfect. But then I'm like the creators left. Like, you know, the creators were originally well, the showrunners. They left. I get it. But this is a retelling. Yeah. So, what, so it, I mean, it's I get that the creators left. But like, like do you the, think the, te- that, the template's already there? Part of me was worried that like, you know, like, oh, what are they trying to do that made that made the creators like they made Brian and Mike like leave the, the project. But then I was like, 
They also, right after they left the project, started this Avatar Studios over at Paramount. Yep. So I'm like, maybe that was maybe they didn't leave because of creative differences. Maybe they left because Nickelodeon was like, hey, come make Avatar stuff. For a lot more money. Yeah, now they're doing stuff supposedly animated going forward, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah it's, oh, it's all going to be animated. It's uh, I think there's an Avatar... Is there an Avatar Kiyoshi movie? There's some... There's a whole bunch of movies that they announced that are coming. I, I would never love... watched Korra. Oh, Korra's very good. Korra gets a bad I, rap. But I it... gotta be honest with you. Everything I've heard about it, nah, I'm just not into it. The first season is a little slow because they start with the pro-bending stuff for like... They make like a sport out of bending. Right. And I love it because like Ang's son Tenzin is like like he hates pro bending because it's an insult to the noble art of bending. And and I'm like, man, if there was pro bending in in like the first series, Ang would have been all over that. Like I just was- I just don't like how the time frame works with the progression of society. You think they've developed like they have much? technology and like I'm yeah. like, whoa, like how, yeah, it's like how- it's like a steampunk world now. Right, like it's we have gone really fast into the future. I mean, it's like probably, you know, I mean, Katara is like a hundred, so it's probably like eighty years later. So I mean, right. if you think yeah. about the way, right. like you know, we've progressed, it's you know, like Ang's Ang's kids are like old; they're like middle aged, right? Like later middle aged, I believe. Tenzin has Tenzin has like three kids and or four kids actually by by the second season and. You know, his his because their daughter Ang's daughter has like gray hair and his his son Boomy is like, you know, older as well. It's good. And the second season's really good because you get the story of the first Avatar. Avatar one. So you see like why is like why do they glow with the Avatar state? Where did it come from? And and all this like it's it's a really cool story. And then like, you know, the third one. I'm trying to remember what even the third one was. That wasn't because Kavir. That oh, that was the Airbenders come back. Okay, basically, like by by like creating like by the spirits returning to the world, people start getting Airbender powers, and so they start like developing a new Air Nation, an Air Nation. And uh, but now there's a villain that has Airbender powers, and he's like super powerful, and he's got like this whole like basically he has like a dark version of like Team Avatar. And okay. so the villains an airbender, which is pretty cool. And then in the last season, it's uh, metal benders are the villains. So it's it's pretty neat. It's um I, I like it. I, I definitely like it. I think core is a good time. I recently read the uh, the two Avatar Kyoshi books. Yeah, Ethan has them. They're fantastic. Yeah, he liked them. I'm actually planning on listening to the audiobook of the Avatar Yang Chen uh, book on the way up to Jersey is one of the books that I have kind of I mean I kind of have a little tradition though I kind of listen to the same book every year on the way up but I do usually have time for another one what is it uh, Star Wars episode 3 Revenge of the Sith the greatest yeah, book of all time great. like yeah. people are like oh you're an author so what's your favorite book like expecting me to be like you know name like oh it's like John Steinbeck you know blah, blah, blah. no it's Star Wars episode 3 by Matthew Stover yeah, like, it's, book. it's a fantastic <laughs> book it's so like look I love episode 3 I love Revenge of the Sith as a movie but man is that book better it's wonderful. It is so so good. Like it, it like it informed the rest of my like that is the book that made me want to be an author. Like it, it informed the rest of my life. It, it it sent me down the road to my career because I'm like this is so good. I used to actually like quote it in wrestling 
my like one of my big things that I would always say is the dark is generous and it is patient and it always wins. What what year? How old were you when that movie came out in 05? 05? I was 20. OK. Yeah, I was 20. Uh, but let me tell you something. I, I, the book came out before the movie came out. Yeah, well, yeah, it always does. Yeah, and I read the book before the movie came out. So, like, I did not. Uh, yeah, I totally got spoiled on it. And then I think I enjoyed the movie less because I was expecting more. Like, I don't know. I just, I like the slow burn with Palpatine throughout the book is just so much better. Like, there's that whole section where, like, Dooku is talking to Sidious in the beginning. And, like, you don't, like, you, you don't see Sidious in the scene. And then finally, like, he turns to Sidious and, and it like pans over like the book like pans over and you see it's Palpatine in the chair like that was the big reveal that would have been such a better reveal yeah I guess they just kind of figured like we don't need a huge reveal because everyone kind of already knows so the one of my favorite things to do is to start people off with episode one who have never seen Star Wars before and see their reaction come episode three when it's revealed that Palpatine is Sidious yeah that's gotta be pretty cool because I'm like if you don't know do you know because they don't really hide it very well. <laughs> they don't hide it very well. However, I will say there's clearly a, a Lucasfilm mandate that it cannot be like shown in anything before episode three, like overtly. Like even in the Clone Wars, you have that moment where like like Sidious hears about Maul and Savage and he like kind of gets like pissed. Or like like Palpatine hears about it. And right, then, yeah, yeah. then in the next scene, it's Sidious like with the with the cloak going there but he never like takes the cloak off or anything like that he never is overtly stated that it's Palpatine it's pretty fun even in the books the only book that states that Darth Sidious is 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 Chancellor Palpatine is the Darth Plagueis book because like even in like the the Darth Maul Shadow Hunter book um and the the book that takes place right before episode three they still like hint at it but never overtly say it so that must have been a George thing, which I'm yeah, which I'm sure means that it's out the window now, and who cares, right? Uh, because we need to move beyond George Lucas, Pete. Well, we have. Well, unfortunately, I just couldn't believe that they actually said it. Like, you know, I think well, we can't really worry about what George Lucas would have done, and I'm like, no, we can. He created the thing. It's like his universe, but. Uh, I just don't like when they don't respect him like because that man deserves all the respect in the world. He, you know, say what you will about him as a director and a writer. And Lord knows I've probably said a lot of things in the past about him. But, you know, he still created this this universe. And I think that like the rules that he set up for it should still be followed. And I like to think that Dave Filoni will be the one to kind of defend that because Dave Filoni was his Padawan, basically. Right. So. Um, all right, uh, an exterior refurbishment is underway at the Land Pavilion. Uh, the uh, some exterior refurbishment work currently going on with uh, crews on the outside of the large glass dome cleaning the glass and metalwork. Uh, so nothing major, like it's not changing the way it looks, but you know, tell me they haven't set any walls up. They have not set any walls up. Okay, I can't believe it's just it's just people like. Yeah, you know, there's not even scaffolding up. They're just they're just climbing around on it. Like on the they they're like they're like climbing up the side of it, a la Batman and Robin in the in the Adam West Burt Ward 1966 show. Right. Uh, no word yet on if any celebrity cameos have like popped their head out the window. You know, my my buddy has a a theory about um 
that like in that universe everybody knows Bruce Wayne is Batman he's actually just an eccentric billionaire who like pays people to like play along with his superhero fantasy which is why there's always celebrities popping out of the windows I like that oh Cape Crusaders here please accept the key to the city in broad daylight like I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's so weird they, they you know they do reference his parents being killed once in the show really they do in the first episode Bruce Wayne is talking to like kids and he's like my my parents were were killed by villainous awful by villainous criminals fiends and i'm just like oh okay like they 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 actually reference i don't remember that yeah it's in the first episode riddle uh, the the riddler one which oh my you know what look i i've never been like a riddler guy like i've never really loved the riddler like in anything i enjoyed him in the batman i thought it was a cool take on it to make him kind of like the zodiac killer but frank gorshin's riddler is so good <laughs> Well, listen, Frank Gorshin should have been the Joker. Yes. And well, because the know. Riddler is basically the Joker. I love I love the way he'd wind up his words and his statements. And then he'd do the little. <laughs> I used to, I used to uh, Mark Hamill in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back when he's um, knocker, see knocker, I guess uh-huh. is what we could say for a family friendly show. Uh, the character he plays in there. The uh, he actually says that like he's doing a Frank Gorshin impression, and when you know that and you watch that scene, you're like, oh, he really is. Dude, Frank Gorshin is the best part of that show, hands down. Easily, it's not even close. I mean, Cesar Romero wouldn't even shave his mustache, which is hysterical yeah. when you when you know and you look for. It. I never noticed it until someone said something to me about it. Like, oh, he, he didn't shave his mustache; it's still there. And I was like, what? Oh my god, there it is. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I still think that. Somebody was always like, if you were ever like a, a comic book writer, like if you ever got hired to like write a Batman comic, what would you do different? And I was like, I would find a way to make Egghead and King Tut work in comics. I mean, they they brought they brought King Tut in the comics. King Tut, yeah, Egghead, they have not. King Tut, I think, is easier to make work than Egghead. Yeah, <laughs> but like, could you imagine like making Egghead work in like modern Batman comics? Uh, you could. I mean, there's so many crazy. I'm sure, there's a way you could. Just make it like really screwed up. Uh, Animal Kingdom news. Cali River Rapids is closing for its annual refurbishment in January. Uh, this pretty much happens every year. And, you know, who really wants to go on Cali River Rapids in January? Because believe it or not, folks, it does get chilly in Florida. Uh, the refurbishment is planned to begin on January 8th with no reopening date yet available. Cali River Rapids reopened from refurbishment last year in late February. So, uh, you know take that as you will it could be as late as late february or even more um so that's the news this week okay by the way i'm going to universal today to experience some christmasy stuff do they do a lot there i don't know if i've ever really they, done it i mean they December. do the Ma- they do the macy's parade oh that's true yeah how's that i've never seen it before so i'm going to see that today i'm going with my best friend her sister's in the parade and then we're going to go do grinchmas okay grinchmas over at um uh islands of adventure right they do like a whole thing the who's are walking around and i, I would like to see some pictures yeah there's going to be a whole more there should be a whole morty video on this so you know we will uh we'll definitely show that we're also morty video coming up uh later this week hopefully before week's end will be the jollywood nights video and then the christmas village unboxing we're also going to re-release the morty christmas the morty monster christmas special which you actually star in Oh, nice! Do you even do you remember that we filmed that? Of course, I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we did. He he comes to you for for sage advice. 
uh, in his Christmas dilemma. It's kind of my like homage to Christmas Eve on Sesame Street because I shamelessly rip the plot off Christmas Eve for Sesame Street, <laughs> where like he doesn't know how Santa Claus gets down the chimney, so he's trying to figure it out because he thinks that Christmas won't happen. Uh, so he was, you know, Carol Spinney had just died. It was my little homage. I was like, right, you know, shameless. But all right, so that is the news this week. We are going to be right back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. This is Bill Farmer, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, this holiday season marks a first for Disney. It's the first year that the company has decked the halls with not just one, but two hard-ticket Christmas events. Guests this year had more holiday options than ever before with Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and the all-new Jollywood Nights, both taking place during select evenings in November and December. I had the privilege of attending both of these events this year, and while a good time was had at both, it begged a serious question. Which one would I go to if I had to choose only one? So this week for our e-ticket attraction of the week, we're comparing Disney's Jollywood Nights and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. So now, I mean, look, I will never do both of them in one year again, I don't think. Right. It's a lot, you know, especially like we typically try to like pick one, whether it's going to be like, you know, Christmas or Halloween, it's going to almost be always Christmas for me. I really... Right. I think the Christmas stuff is so much better than the Halloween stuff. And I know I'm in the minority here. I, I, I know that most people prefer not so scary to the Christmas parties, but there's just something about these Christmas parties, man. I love them. I love them. You so know, much. I, I'm interested in this because as someone who might be taking a holiday time to trip next right. year, right. who's also done very merry many times. Right. I'm curious to see how I feel at the end of this. And you know what? Like, I wish I had like a concrete advice for you on that because I don't know. We're going to compare the two in a variety of different categories. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to compare the two and I'll tell you which one I think kind of wins the category. So the categories are food, characters, ambiance, music, stage show, other entertainment, fireworks, merchandise, and value. So, you know, it's honestly, so for, for a family of four, I mean, let's say you go in November, which is, which is like 150 instead of like the 170, 180 that is in December, you're looking at 1200 bucks to go to both of these events. So that's, yeah, all, that's, that's not possible. It's not possible for a lot of people. So uh, if you have to choose one, it, I think it all also really depends on your your preferences and like the way your family is made up so i'm just going to kind of give you my opinion on things and folks take it as you will uh there are some people that have absolutely like my a friend of mine who's all into like that hollywood glam she just came over and did both events and she loved jollywood nights she said it was the best disney event she'd ever been to okay wow that's yeah grace yeah like she loved but that's her entire part like she loves the um like that glam kind of thing and, and it's it's an event that was kind of like like made for her i think but but somebody else like somebody with kids i could see not liking jollywood nights so much all right so food let's start with the food i mean there's lots of food going on now jollywood nights we had um we had the kimchi dip we had the um the beef uh brisket tots we had the uh we we went into 
the brown derby and had like those sliders and the duck drummies. I you, mean, you only got one slider. I only got one slider. Yeah, I still feel for you on that. Yeah, I mean, I wanted both those sliders real bad. Now, here's the thing: at so then at, at Very Merry, we've got cookies obviously galore i mean there were so many cookies we have we have a lot of cookies right now uh, <laughs> but then we also had um the the pot roast melt over at cosmic rays which was fantastic so it's like right. te- texas toast pot roast cheese fries it was really really good and we had the uh, lump of coal milkshake which was pretty good it was a good oreo milkshake basically cookies and cream milkshake right I have to give Jollywood Nights the nod for food. I mean, it sounds like this is where they were aiming a lot of their focus. Yeah. Yep. Especially if it's kind of more a little bit of an adult like event. Well, and that's the other sense. Yes. So at Very Merry, you've got a lot of food options, but most of them involve peppermint. And they go a little overboard with it. Jollywood Nights has peppermint stuff. Don't get me wrong, but they've got these funnel cakes and they've got like the kimchi dip was amazing. And the thing that really puts it over the top, though, is the inclusion of the Hollywood Brown Derby. Right. It's fantastic. There's such a good um, like such a good event for, for, for food. I mean, the Brown Derby, you're getting restaurant quality food at quick service prices, small, you know, small bites. And, you know, the ambiance of it, like it having the piano player in there, it was just it was really nice. It was very classy. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, it's it's Jollywood Nights is really it's it's it is kind of a classy event, I would say. Like, it, like they really tried to make it like glamorous and classy. And, you know, I think that's why my friend liked it so much uh, because she is a very glamorous and classy individual. Uh, so I, I say this because I know she listens. So I'm like, you know trying to butter her up a little bit because you know she's a good friend uh all right so jollywood nights gets the nod for food big time okay and I, honestly i don't even think it was close i don't okay. think it was close it was uh jollywood nights there was also so much food that we wanted to try like very merry had a lot of really good food options but we were just kind of like yeah like you know these are stuff they can live without jollywood nights it was like i really gotta try a lot of this stuff and, you know, the the sleeper was that kimchi dip because that it was like pimento and kimchi. It was so good. All right. Characters. Now, characters. We all know I had a character experience at Jollywood Nights with the Duffy thing. Uh, so, I mean, you had so you had a lot of characters geared more toward, I guess, what you'd call the Disney adults here. It was, right. you know, Chippendale Rescue Rangers and Phineas and Ferb and, you know, Duffy and. Uh, Max's power line and then you had you know Pinocchio and Jiminy and all that other stuff but uh, Very Merry had so many more characters so many more and I mean you had like Rapunzel and Flynn Tiana and Naveen and they're all dressed in like their winter attire you have Jack and Sally with the Sandy Claws um, you know specialty Mickey's Santa Goofy the, the Mickey and friends of Jollywood Nights they were kind of dressed in these hot these like Hollywood outfits it wasn't it didn't really feel Christmassy right but um, maybe I'm okay with that yeah but yeah Scrooge McDuck at Very Merry you've got you know like Donald wearing like winter stuff and I have to give the character nod to Very Merry and I don't think that's surprising because Very Merry is more to more aimed at families you know I would give the character nod to Very Merry also but I don't think it's that big of a discrepancy. No, it's 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 not huge. I think more it's like more like the sheer number of character experiences are so they had to like famously had to add 
more characters to Jollywood Nights because it just wasn't enough. They only had like four or five, I think, in the beginning. And Very Merry has so many. You've got the the, the dwarves. You've got, you know, the whole Fab Five. You, you've you got Scrooge and the princesses and Jack and Sally. I feel so like character the, the characters that Very Merry have been the same for 10 years. Probably. Um, yeah, they're not I really rolling out a lot of new stuff. But I don't mind that. And I think getting the dwarves is an experience everybody should have that picture. Agreed. Agreed. Uh you know, the they also um the one the one the other one I really like is the Pooh Bear and Friends, where they have Pooh Bear, Tigger, yeah. Eeyore, and Piglet together. We almost got that one, but the line was really long the whole night. Why can we never get rabbit? You know what? Like we were talking about that. Rachel was like, Oh, who do they have over there? And I'm like, Oh, it's Pooh Bear, Tigger, Eeyore, and Piglet. And she's like, Oh, yeah, rabbit, rabbit's too much of a drag for the party. Like, but we know that there is a rabbit, right? Like, there they is, use yeah. them in parades and stuff. Yeah. It's like, why can't we get why? Rabbit? Why isn't rabbit there? It, it feels like an odd inclusion because rabbit, I mean, Kanga and Rue also, but I don't think we have a Kanga and Rue. Yeah, never I've never had it. We've never had a Kanga and Rue. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, why not rabbit? I like rabbit. I, I played Rabbit in a in a play one in a musical one time. Did I ever tell you that? I believe I remember that. Yeah, yeah, we, we yeah. Knew each other then. Yeah, I was uh, I was Rabbit in the Winnie the Pooh Christmas Carol, and he was Scrooge. So it was the finally got to play Ebenezer Scrooge, and I was in a bunny costume. <laughs> but you know what? I tried to play it straight the way like Michael Caine would, <laughs> even though I was wearing a big yellow rabbit costume. You know the thing the thing that was the best thing about that show the costume. The the cotton tail was like a built in cushion for like wherever you sat. So like at okay. the end when we would like sit on the stage to like get notes, I was like, I'm like, I'm sitting on a cushion right now. I'll sitting on the stage. It was nice. Right. I, I think all like, you know, like all pants should have a cotton tail on the back of them. Um okay, ambiance. Now the ambiance between these two events were it was very, very different. Um, you know, Very Merry was a lot more laid back, a lot more Christmassy, a lot more like classic Christmas special. Uh, you had people in pajamas, which, you know, that's kind of a point of contention right now, because I wanted nothing more than to wear my Bucky's Christmas pajamas to this event. I was like okay. dead set that I was doing this. And yeah, the entire time Rachel's like, oh, well, you know, it'd probably be too warm for that. Like, you know, it's, it's probably gonna be warm. And then when we saw it was gonna be cold, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely wearing those pajamas. And she was like, do you really need to wear the pajamas? Like she was very much <laughs> against the pajama idea. Like, I'm like, oh, well, you don't want you don't want to walk around with your fiance dressed as a, a, <laughs> a Santa Claus beaver uh, with, with a tail. There's a tail there, too. And if he folded up, it would have been like the cottontail thing. Uh, so, yeah, the pajamas didn't happen. <laughs> and like I at first I'm like, you just don't want me to wear the pajamas, do you? And she said, no, I just don't think you'd be super comfortable. And like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, like finally at the event, she was like, yes, I didn't want you to wear the pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> After so, she won. It's, yeah. And so the entire night I'm like pointing. I'm like, oh, oh, that man got to wear pajamas. <laughs> he must have a really cool wife. Like. <laughs> she's like she's like well well that guy's with like they're they were there with kids and they're all wearing matching pajamas it's a, it's cute and i'm like oh okay there's a guy like with a guy and a girl that are just like adults and they're both wearing pajamas and she's just like oh, you're not wearing pajamas <laughs> so uh yeah but i mean but jollywood had it was basically like a mini dapper day i mean people were in suits and gowns i mean not us but you know i was wearing a i was wearing a christmas sweater 
people were people were dressed to the nines. I'd like that in theory, but I how comfortable would we really be like super dressed up? That's what I always say. Like you have to walk a lot in these things. Like come right, on, like am I getting Heather to go to the park in heels? That's not going to happen. Yeah, ain't happening. I wouldn't even want to wear dress shoes to the park. Like you would like first of all, I feel like it would ruin the dress shoes. Like you'd you'd wear them down basically. I so ambiance was kind of a rough one for me. It comes down to personal preference here, folks. It, it's what do you prefer more? And and here's the thing about the ambiance. I told you that at Jollywood Nights, it just kind of felt like I was at Hollywood Studios at night. Very Mary feels like you are in a special event. If that I makes sense. That. I get that. So I have to get and And for me, for like for Christmas event, for to feel the Christmas spirit, it's got to be very merry. Because the Jollywood Nights uh, ambiance is cool, but it's not my preferred ambiance. So, again, purely personal. Pre- and everything here is personal preference, folks. And I, this is not the be all end all like definitive list of like which event is better. I'm just giving you my opinions here. I gotta say, I prefer the ambiance at Very Merry more. Okay, I like the decorations. I like the mute. Like I like everything about it, and I like the cozy Christmas pajama kind of environment that it that it fosters. It you know, is there snow on Main Street? There is snow on Main Street now. Okay, well then, but there's also snow on Hollywood Boulevard. I know, but is that the same? And Sunset Boulevard. Oh. Well, there's always snow on Sunset Boulevard when they do the um, the the Tower of Terror. So they have that during the regular park hours. Right. But they also made it. Snow- and it snows in like that little central area in front of the Chinese theater during Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. Hmm. But it also snows in the main hub during the um, the stage show that they have going on there. And it snows on Main Street and it snows in like that first area of Main Street now, like by Town Hall and all that stuff. They've they've brought the snow there. And for a long time, it was just the strip of Main Street. I don't think it included that like little town square area in the beginning. But now there are snow machines like on top of the theater, on top of the city hall. So like when we left, it was snow everywhere. It does sound pretty cool. Yeah, I got to give it. I got to give it to Very Mary here. Okay. I really, I really have to. Like, and I wanted to give Jollywood more, but I mean, like, you know, I got to be honest. So, all right, music. Honestly, here the music is kind of a tie. It's, and I know that sounds like a cop out, but it really they kind of play the same music. Like, they're all kind of Although playing the, contemporary. It Christmas does music. sound like uh, Jollywood had some like live music, right? It did. You know what? That's a very good point. Like the Tip Top Club over at. Um, you know what do you call it? Um, by Tower of Terror. By Tower of Terror, the the yeah, there was a DJ in the middle of the um, uh, the 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 plaza there in front of the Chinese Theater. You had the piano player in the Brown Derby. There was a lot going on musically. Uh, now over at Very Merry, they have that dance party going on in in Cosmic Rays, and they have the other one going on at Tomorrowland at the you know Tomorrowland stage. However, I will give this one to Jollywood because, you know, now that you mentioned it, the live music was a big was like a big draw. I really liked it. The DJ was really good. The it was just a good time. Like it was very mellow. Like I really enjoyed the, the jazzy kind of Christmas music that they were playing. Yeah, that live. was something I was. That's a draw. Like draw. For yeah, me. I thought it sounded interesting. Yeah. And now but now like the background music, it's pretty much the same at both parties. Yeah, it's right. contemporary Christmas music. 
uh, which I love. I love walking around and, and hearing all that music. So, uh, you know, m- much like the Halloween party has like the, you know, the Halloween kind of more contemporary sounding music. Right. The, the Christmas parties have the same thing. It's like, all I want for Christmas is you and like, you know, all like the, you know, wham and, and, and all that good stuff. So I don't know if wham actually played, but you know, it might've. So yeah, Jollywood, Jollywood wins that one. Um, just purely, purely based on all the live music and the live music was so good. The singers were great. The piano players were great. Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. it. It was just awesome. 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 Now, the stage show, this is where I'm a little torn. Okay, let's do this. Now, I really dig the Very Merry stage show. Like, you've seen it. It's the same, it's the same thing. Yep. You know, it's uh, they, they've got that stupid texting song. Yep. Where like, we have to text Donald. Like, and they, they sing this whole song about texting. And I'm just like, Ugh. but then you've got the Jollywood one, which has Kermit and Piggy in it. Also has the princesses. It also has Mickey and Minnie. So, which one do I prefer? Is the question. Now, there's nothing that warms my heart more than that moment at the end where they sing "It Feels Like Christmas" from the Muppet Christmas Carol. Right. I turned to Rachel though, and I'm like, "You're singing a song from the Muppet Christmas Carol, and you don't invite Kermit to this party. Like, where where do you get off on that, Mickey? Maybe Mouse? maybe they did invite him. He just didn't come. And he gives one of the ones they texted." To come to the party. <laughs> um, yeah, but you also get Clarabelle Cow singing All I Want for Christmas is You. I very much enjoyed that. Right. Every year I enjoy that. I'm like, ah, oh, this this diva of dairy, as they call her. Uh <laughs> coming out there on like when do you ever get like a Clarabelle Cow like showstopper like that? I mean, she comes out in like the the big white poofy like outfit pulled by the reindeer in the sleigh. I mean, it's awesome. And Santa, Mickey and Minnie at the end. But I mean, Mickey and Minnie have a really, really cool segment during the Jollywood one. And then you have Kermit and Piggy in there. Hmm. It's it's a rough one for me, dude. Like I am like I literally on my sheet. It literally just has a question mark because I just needed, I mean, I needed to kind of workshop to it. me like. It's close for you because of the Muppets in it, but it sounds like I would imagine Very Mary is the winner. You know what? I don't know. I don't know mm. because that texting song stinks. <laughs> <laughs> like It is just, uh, I'm literally saying, I think I legitimately said to Rachel, oh, I hate this song. Like <laughs> They're saying like BRB and LOL and, you, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was fun to kind of mystery science theater 3000, like quietly to each other about because there were a couple lines that I was just like, wow, really? Um, but I, you know what? I think I got to give it to Jollywood Nights. Okay. Oh, all right. Because there was no part of the Jollywood Nights stage show that I didn't like. Right. It's just that texting song, man. It just that kills text. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's more, obviously, there's more characters in the Very Merry one. It's, you know, but I will say, now, if we're talking Very Merry versus Not So Scary, which I think is another e-ticket attraction we're going to need to do, uh, the stage show, Not So Scary, blows everything out of the water because that Hocus Pocus Villains show is unbelievable. It's so good. Okay, so there you go. 
Jollywood Nights gets the nod for me for the stage show. Just we, we workshopped it out. And as I was talking about it, I was like, yeah, that texting song really stinks. Um, and, you know, Kermit and Piggy, <laughs> Kermit and Piggy are, are a fantastic addition to the show. The but like there's just a lot of beautiful moments. Tiana has a whole thing. Belle has a whole thing. Not nearly as many characters. I mean, obviously, you've got the Fab Five. You've got, um, you know, the the Fantasyland characters. You've got the Toy Story characters. Clarabelle Cow. You know, it, it's a lot. I mean, I th- Rachel was like, man, I wish the Frozen characters showed up. And I was like, yeah, but they've already kind of got the Frozen, like, you know, right. castle thing. All right. Other entertainment. So um, this includes, you know, things like... Um, the 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 sing along for the name before Christmas, um, but then at Very Merry you had um a par- you had a full on parade, the Christmas time right. parade, right? And that parade is awesome. I put I honestly put it up there with the booty you parade. Yeah, it's pretty great. And you know I'm not a parade guy at all. Me neither. But those parades but it are is great. Pretty great. Yeah, Th- that Christmas time parade. I mean, it blows anything any other entertainment that Jollywood did out of the water. It was fantastic i love that parade so much that was one that rachel was like man jollywood like would have like like if they had a parade it would have been pretty cool and i was like yeah but it would have disrupted the entire event right it just wasn't really an event that lent itself to parades as much as i do miss parades in hollywood studios because i really do really yeah i really miss those parades they were great because they were always like the more like modern like the hercules zero to hero parade or the toy story pixar pals parade like it was always more more modern, but yeah, I mean that parade really trumps whatever the Night Before Christmas sing along. And I've watched the I we didn't go to the Night Before Christmas sing along, but I've watched it on YouTube and stuff like that. And you know, I honestly, it, it the it can't compare with that parade. No, yeah, I'm gonna sing along isn't gonna ever I mean, compare. Look, you, you, at home. you put you put uh, Goofy back on the bicycle with the candy. Remember, I, I yeah. sent you that picture during yeah, the... I loved it. I sent you the picture. And I was like, look at them putting respect back on the goof. Like, I loved you know, putting it. him back in his rightful place. Because Vanellope is actually driving her her car. Like, from Wreck-It Ralph, the, the racer. Yep. And I thought that was awesome. That was so cool. Clarabelle Cow is in that, like, gingerbread man thing. And as it goes by, like, it actually does smell like gingerbread. Yeah, they do such a great job. A multi-sensory experience in a yep. parade. I've never experienced that before. Uh, you know, the princesses have a have a wonderful thing. You know, you it, it leads off with with Snow White and and the and the prince, and then you've got the whole huge float with the fairy godmother and all the princesses. You've you've got Mickey and Minnie in their in their Christmas outfits. You've got Donald. You know, they make Donald walk. They make Anna walk too. I was really surprised that Anna mm. was walking. Anna walks, but Olaf is on a float and Elsa is on a float. But Anna's like Anna's like slumming it with uh with with Kristoff and like the ice dancers. But is it more for you know, because it's nice to when they're on a float, it's awesome, of course, but it's yeah. nice to have some of them out there for a little bit of like yeah. fan interaction. Yeah, for sure. And like in the very beginning, they have like a, they have like the hodgepodge of characters like Pooh Bear and Tigger and, and the Mad Hatter and Alice, and you know, like they're all out there. Chip and Dale are walking, and then on their float. They have that weird girl chipmunk whose name I don't know. What? They involve there's like a girl version of like Chip and there's like a girl that goes with Chip and Dale. A girl chipmunk. And she's on the float and they're walking. And I said to Rachel, I'm like, man, if they were gonna throw a female character in with Chip and Dale, why isn't it just gadget? 
Right. That's what I thought you meant. I'm like, are we talking about Gadget? No. Uh, dude, if Gadget was in this parade, right. you would have heard it from me. <laughs> like, when you said you didn't know who it was, I'm like, well, okay, what's happening here? No, it's a chipmunk. She's a chipmunk, not a mouse. They've introduced like a female chipmunk? Yeah, I've seen her in things before. Huh. I have seen her in things before, but I don't know who she is. And I don't think anyone okay. really does. There's a lot of like, oh, who's that? But I mean, like, if it was Gadget, like that would have been a huge pop. I don't even know if they oh, have yeah. a Gadget costume, though. Like, they, do you think? I mean, I, I, in my brain, I think they have a costume for everybody, but yeah, yeah they probably don't. I think you really think there's like a Monterey Jack costume out there somewhere. Or, like, no, but come on. Gadget had a coaster in Disneyland. You're telling me they never, even on opening day, didn't bring Gadget out? Yeah, I mean, they must have had a Gadget somewhere, man. Like, you know, maybe it's not like up to par for today's costume standards. Right, right. I don't know. Of course. But yeah, I mean, like, that was a little weird. Um, I'm trying to think of everything. And then, of course, Santa Claus at the end. And Santa in that parade is so great. Like, they, like not since the Macy's parade have they rolled out Santa in such grand fashion with like the dancing reindeer and the toy soldiers marching. Those toy soldiers are awesome. Yes. Do they look like Doctor Who villains from like a weird episode? Yeah, they probably could be a Doctor Who villain. But or like the villains from the the second uh, Santa Claus movie. But right. it's other entertainment goes to very merry hands down. I OK, mean, just awesome. Fireworks. OK, so the fireworks shows you got Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, and you've got uh, the Minnie Mouse Christmas fireworks going on at Very Merry. This is also very merry. It's not even okay. a it's not even a I was you know what I was kind of hoping you were going to say maybe it was jingle but okay no it's not even a con- look, j- look jingle bell jingle bam I like it more than I liked it as you know like when it was when I first saw it it's still not a lot of fireworks dude and this Minnie Mouse uh Christmas fireworks that they do top notch just top notch it's it is up there with like hollow wishes and like I haven't seen the projection Halloween fireworks they do like with Jack and all that stuff. But I mean, this was the projections mixed with the fireworks were so good. They play the, um, the, the, the big finale is they play when we're together from the frozen holiday special. Okay. Which is like my favorite, one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. Um, I just, it's fantastic. It's, it's amazing fireworks. I like, we, we were surrounded by people on all sides for this fireworks show. And I forgot that everybody else was there. Like, it, it just felt like it was just me and Rachel watching it by ourselves. I was so engrossed in the fireworks show. I mean, my advice to Disney always is just more fireworks, more fireworks and more fireworks mixed with the projections because the projections are wonderful. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah, they're not. A repl- like... They're not a replacement for the fireworks. Right. They're not. And, and now they have like, these like fireworks that can explode into like Minnie Mouse's bow and smiley faces and like the Moana swirl and you know like all this like really cool stuff that they can do they also have those like something on the front of the castle and I don't know where it comes from or what does it but it's like these spinny like sparklers that go on the front of the castle yeah and they do it a couple times and it's fantastic I love it this we just work uh drones into this somehow I don't understand what the hang-up is with the drones like why they haven't done it yet like they've been they've been playing with the concept for years now. I know. Remember they were like testing them at Disney Springs. That dude, that Disney Springs drone show was, was awesome. Awesome. And I really awesome. hate that it's not there anymore. Uh it was only a one year thing. I was like, was this really that bad? Apparently the drones would like crash in the water and stuff like that. Like they would fall out of the <laughs> sky. But I mean, it was like really, really cool. 
Uh, but yeah, the fireworks show for Very Merry, I mean, it's up there with my top fireworks shows of all time. It's that good. It put me right in the Christmas spirit. I had tears in my eyes. Like it, it was just really fantastic. And they have like a nice mix of like instrumental versions of contemporary. Like they do a lot of like simply having a wonderful Christmas time instrumental and mixed with Disney Christmas songs. I can't miss. Can't miss with that one. Merchandise. Now, Jollywood Nights really didn't have much merchandise at all. Yeah, I know. You know, I feel like none of these parties do anymore. Um, no, Very Mary had um, there was a, like a pass holder shirt that I saw, which I don't know if they sell it during regular park hours. I did buy it. Uh, okay, so I I don't know if they sell it elsewhere, but I you know there was some merch, but the exclusive thing they had was the Mickey Mouse toy soldier popcorn bucket, which I which right. we did which we did buy. And that puts it over Jollywood Nights because that popcorn bucket's really cool. I'm right. not like super into like nutcrackers and toy soldiers and things like that as like Christmas like iconography, but mm, there was something I about kind of like it. There was something about this one. I I really I really dug it. It's um you know it, it doesn't hold a lot like but then again we're never putting popcorn in these buckets like we specifically yeah, no. tell them like do not put popcorn in this bucket. Uh, though I I was planning on using it as like a cookie holder for the night but it only fit like three cookies yeah the shape doesn't seem like yeah. it would allow for... well like last year we got the um like the tin like the the round tin well, yeah they have it again this year but it's gold this year but it's the same thing as the red one so we didn't get it uh right. and that last year was awesome for cookies because it was just a it was a cookie jar basically it's what i use it for i use it as a cookie jar in the house you know i don't hate when they like re when they put something back out and it's just a repaint, right? Like, it's like it's a reskin, a different yeah. color. I, I mean, don't... like if they if they do another Mickey Toy Soldier next year, but it's like a different color. Like I feel like you should totally get it. They would look yeah. cool together. Well, I mean, like they so like the one year they did like Mickey as an elf, and the next okay. year they did they did him as Santa as the popcorn bucket, and like right. this, I didn't get the Santa one, and I'm still kicking myself for it. But it was the same, like, you know, basic shape. It was just kind of a different outfit. It's kind of like those orange bird sippers. Like, how many of those do I realistically need? Yeah. You know, like, like, oh, this one, he's got a little orange slice with him. And, you know, like, I already I, I have an orange bird sipper. I'm happy with it. I don't need any more. Yeah. I'm, kind of, I, I'm also kind of I've kind of cooled on the orange bird a little bit. I, I love orange bird, but like, I, love, I, I like I, him in small doses. I like him, but I think he's a little too much now. I liked when he was more of right. like a, I know it's very hipster of me to say, but like, I, he's like a little too mainstream now. He's a little too everywhere. Yeah. They put him on everything. Yeah. They, they really put him on everything. And I'm just kind of like, oh, he, he was, he was cooler. People were like, oh, what's that? Like now everybody knows what they were. Like there's so much merchandise and yeah, you know. Why don't you walk him out for a meet and greet though? It'd be a, a 12 hour wait. Oh, it would be, it would be insane. If they ever did that, I'm shocked they've never done that for like a hard ticket event. Like put him in, uh, in like like uh, Adventureland wearing a scarf or something like that. They should. They should. I don't know why they never done it. All right. Um. So merchandise goes to very merry. Now, finally, let's talk about value. Like the actual value, because now these these events are priced pretty much the same with each other, right? And you know that is um kind of criminal because the, your value you're getting so much more value out of very merry than you are at a jollywood nights it's an hour longer more characters more entertainment you get free cookies free hot chocolate free eggnog free apple quote-unquote cider it was apple juice again 
Sorry, uh, Kevin. Yeah, it's all right. Um, and and when you get there, they give you like an ornament. You get like a toy soldier ornament. It's really nice. Last year was a snowflake. This year it was a toy soldier. I said to Rachel, I'm like, man, we kind of got to go to this every year now just to get the ornament every yeah, year. Yeah, they got you. Yeah, they, they completely got me with that. Uh, Jollywood Nights, you got nothing. It's a four-hour event. It, you know, it was a four-hour event. There was no free, like, food thing. Like, you know, they've got the candy at Not So Scary. They've got the cookies at Very Merry. There, you know, there was no free thing. And the gift was, like, a set of coast of drink coasters. Like, come well, on. Well, you know, again, listen, it's more adult-themed. Yeah. Listen, as far as value goes, and I agree with you, and I would choose Very Merry also, but, you know, maybe if you're... um you don't have kids or maybe you do have kids and you have someone who's going to watch them. There might be more value for two adults. I know if this was something, you know, when my kids were little, like me, you know, Heather and I could go to, to that instead. Yeah. There might be some value there. I think, I think it appeals to a certain demographic. I agree. I would agree with that. I just think that, but it, I do think it should be an hour longer, no matter it, what it should be an hour longer or $50 cheaper. Yeah. The, the time thing's a little weird. Yeah. Because that's an active decision. Yeah. So I don't get that. I, I don't I don't understand it either. Like why start the party at 830 and not seven o'clock the way you would normally like. Right. It's 830 to, to 1230 instead of seven o'clock to midnight the way they do for, um, uh, you know, very merry. It, it just I was it really by and there's and like with everything there is to do, like you're kind of rushing around to get to everything. Uh, And, right. you know, we were only like we we got that Duffy picture. And it took 45 minutes. Like, I, you know, was it it worth it? No, totally. Totally. It was. It would have been if I got a hug, but it was worth it for all of us. Yeah, it was worth it for for a great story for the show. You know what? Like, there's this strange phenomenon when you do a show like this, because like, like things like with the bird in my apartment last week or like not getting the Duffy hug. I'm like, man, this stinks. But like, at the same time, it's good because like, I feel like the listeners really enjoy when things happen to me. Uh, and it's There's like never, a, never a lack of things to talk about. Yeah, it's, always, it's always a fun story. Like it's a fun story to tell in the show and it, it's good for content. But I mean, like uh, that's why I meant like it was a perfect Disney day because like not, not only was it fun and like, you know, full of like fun, awesome, special memories, but something bad happened. that I <laughs> You laughed, you yeah. cried. Yeah, I cowered in fear while my father <laughs> questioned where he went wrong. Uh, <laughs> so all in all, let, I mean, let's review real quick. We said uh, food, Jollywood nights, characters, very merry, ambiance, uh, very merry, music, Jollywood, Sage Show, Very Merry, Other Entertainment, Very Merry, Fireworks, Very Merry, Merchandise, Very Merry, and Value, Very Merry. Obviously, I think Very Merry is the superior event here. It is, and I will say, it is my favorite Disney Heart Ticket event, hands down. It, like, And it was Rachel's, too. Like When we left Jollywood Nights, we were like, man, would I do this again? Like We were kind of like scratching our heads about it. Like, man, I don't know if I would want to ever do this again. Like it was, I'm glad we like the the general consensus was I'm really glad we did it. It was a lot of fun. I don't know if it's worth a repeat. We left a uh, very merry and we, we went last year too and really enjoyed it. But we looked at each other on the way out of very merry and we both kind of were like, this is our our new tradition. Like we have to go to this every year. And now let me tell you something about my fiance. She is she is not a person who enjoys spending money. She is she's very thrifty. 
um, in you know, in all things. And she said to me, "I think it's worth it to splurge and pay extra to go in December." Huh. For very merry. And like, listen, if she can save forty dollars by going in November, normally she would do it. But she had such a good time with this event; it was, you know, hands. And, and look, it was a sold out event, and it was still. Oh, you know, the other thing we didn't talk about, um, you know, attractions, rides. Like, I mean, that goes to very merry too because we did. Um, so you know, like. And not so scary. You ride Space Mountain and the lights are completely off and you're in total right. darkness. Very merry is the complete opposite. There's so many lights flashing and going. You see the entire track. You're ba- you are riding Space Mountain with the lights on. Interesting. Yeah. It was awesome. And like crazy Christmas music going all over the place. Like it was so, so neat. Um we did the the teacups had an overlay. Obviously, you have the jingle cruise, which you also have during the regular park hours. Um, then there was um, the, the there was special like music and and like lights on the Tomorrowland Speedway uh, and Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor. We went to the Christmas Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor, which I had never done before. It was delightful. Hmm. Okay, it was basically the monsters. It was, but like they like even recorded new Mike Wazowski like dialogue for it with the fake Billy Crystal, right. So, I mean, it was it was really cool. Like everything about it was like changed up. It it was a lot of fun. Uh, the attractions hands down goes to very merry. The only real attraction overlay I think they did was um was the the sing along being named before Christmas instead of frozen. There was no um life day overlay no. for rise of the resistance. There's no I, even like, dude, like why if you're doing this hard ticket event, why wouldn't you like? do galaxy's edge up for life day like well because life day is in november but but you're you're clearly like yeah and christmas is in december and we start celebrating it in november we can keep life day going in december right but like if you're selling life day merchandise now like why not just go the full the full way and like just make life day a thing in galaxy's edge I've decided that next year, um, I was talking to one of my friends about this. I'm going to decorate. You know, so Cranford's all about like decorating your windows and stuff. Yeah. And I participate a little bit. But I think next uh, next year in November, I'm going to decorate my window for Life Day. That's awesome. Like I'm going to put an explanation for what it is in the mm-hmm. window. You know what yeah. I mean? So people can learn about. What are you going to do? You can put the orb in there. and like, I'll put the uh, orb. I haven't figured it all out yet. But I'm about, there might be Chewy some pictures. Chewy in the red of, robe. Of, Wookie celebrating Lumpy, maybe Rumple Yeah, good old Rumple Now the real question is, what becomes of Jollywood? Because there's really three outcomes, right? Like, would you be totally surprised if they didn't do it next year? No, no, not Me at all. Either. Would you be totally surprised if they do it and it's pretty much the same thing? Also, not not would not be surprised. I think that um, they needed to make certain changes, which they already did. Uh, after the first week with like the wristband distribution right. and adding more characters. Uh, I, I would also not be surprised to see them bring it back and make it an hour longer. If they listen to guests, like, right. you know, so maybe they, that's what I'm saying. The third option is, you know, you kind of up the ante a little bit and you, you make some changes for the better. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they do that. It's possible. All things are possible. Peter. I'm Mayo. really curious to see what they do. Yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated by, I, I, off the top of my head, I think they'll do it again. Okay. I do think they'll do it again. 
I think to get the full idea of whether this works or not, you have to do it for two years to, to see what happens. But I mean, you know, we all, we know that very Mary is always going to be there. Right. As far as we know. So yeah, you know, I, I'm glad to see it back to its, its full splendor. Um, I drank a sinful amount of hot chocolate. <laughs> it's so much hot chocolate. Uh, Rachel doesn't like eggnog, but I actually really like eggnog. So, you know, it's actually, um, and obviously the the eggnog uh, that you get at Very Mary doesn't have alcohol in it. Um, right. But uh, I do, I do like a little. Like I don't, I'm notoriously not a big drinker, but I, I do enjoy a nice eggnog uh, with some cinnamon and a little bit of cognac in it. Okay. So, you know, lo- I, I like the nog. Uh, the only, the only disappointment there was the, uh, you know, the apple, the apple cider, the apple juice. Like this is apple juice. Come on, it looked like they maybe tried to put like some cinnamon in it or something, or like some nutmeg or something in it. Like there was definitely something in the in the cup, but I was like, this is still apple juice. Like go to Publix and buy a couple gallons of apple cider. Like for the love of all that is holy, like a real like a good fresh apple cider. Oh, the best man, there's nothing like it. Though you know, I will say I don't normally associate apple cider with Christmas. I, I, I don't either. I, that's typically a, a fall. fall. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like an October thing for me. It's September, October. Um man, I one thing I like I do miss the like, you know, the fresh cider, the apple cider donuts, the the apple picking, like the fall events that like one can experience more in the northeast United States than, you know, that doesn't really exist here in the south. Pumpkin patches. Though they try to yeah. they try to do pumpkin patches, which is just like, you know bunch of pumpkins sitting on a sitting on a grassy field <laughs> um but this christmas season has just been really great like just top to bottom it's been really yeah, I've been awesome having a great summer. time off though yeah i don't know what it is like, i don't know if maybe like maybe this year more so than last year we've just finally kind of put the pandemic behind us and you know like are, are, are experiencing the holiday season again like the way the way it's meant to be experienced but there's just been something about this year where I and you know it could just be that it's the first year that I'm you know living with the woman that I'm going to be marrying and you know decorating with her and starting our own traditions I I don't know I thought it might have just been me but if you're saying it too then maybe it is just like a you know a nice thing that's going around right now but yeah so for me it's always going to be very merry over Jollywood if I have to make the choice uh but if I can go to both I would go to both that that's I would never not if I had the opportunity to go to Jollywood I would never be like oh god no I'm never going to that again like yeah. I it, it was still very enjoyable for me but I gotta say and, and if it ever came down to like oh very merry or not, or not so scary this year it will and I again I know I'm in the minority here it will always be very merry it is okay. far and away my favorite yeah I think we knew that this was going to be the outcome but yeah yeah uh I'm it's just like. I just think of like all the like the amount of times I smiled probably between the two. If you were judging by that, very merry blue Jollywood out of the water. And that's not saying right. I didn't smile at Jollywood, but like just, just nothing like it. Nothing like it. I mean, I, what I, I would have smiled more if I had gotten to wear my Christmas Bucky's jammies. But, you yeah. know, that's why there's always next year. She was like, she was like, she was like, why do you want to wear pajamas outside? I'm like, because wearing pajamas outside is awesome. And I was like, did you never have pajama day at school? And she said, no, she never had pajama day. Hmm. I'm like, this is why you're like a pajama Scrooge. 
I never did either, though. There's nothing like Pajama Day. I mean, you know, like South Park wrote a whole song about it. <laughs> I get it. Having said that, at the same time, I drop my daughter off for school every day, and I find a lot of high school kids just wear pajamas to school. You know what? We were we were driving the other day, like right around like three o'clock, when like kids were starting to walk home from school. And I'm like, was it pajama day or do kids just wear pajamas yeah, yeah. to school now? Yep. Because there were a lot of kids wearing pajamas. But that's been a thing for a long time. Has it really? Yeah. Yeah. We're not putting effort in anymore as a pe- as a people, huh? Well, you know, again, it's our, our we are more of a very merry society than a Jollywood society, apparently. There you go. Anything else you want to talk about this week? I feel like we covered a lot of uh We did. We covered a lot stuff. of we covered a lot of ground. Uh, you know, we'll have another show next week and you know like as normal and then we will figure out what we're going to do when i am up in uh in jersey yeah that's exciting yeah because i leave on the 21st to get there on the 22nd i've already uh set up my so normally when i Mm -hmm. when i make this drive up i will i will try to push it into virginia the first day okay but i mean so the first time i did it i pushed way too hard and I I tried to push it like to almost DC. And so I got there at like two in the morning. What time and did you leave? Like six in the morning. Okay. It's a little late. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It might have even been like five. Okay. I mean, it took forever. Normally when I'm driving to Disney, I like to leave at five. Yeah. And honestly, it, I know I bet you I'm actually out of my driveway by four forty five. Let me say something. It took forever. And I, I remember like it was very it was like it was nighttime and I was like like nodding off. Like like I was kind of having and it's just me and the dog, and he's not keeping me awake. Right. He's sleeping himself. But the uh it was too much. And so last year I I did it like a little closer in Virginia. This year I'm stopping in North Carolina. Okay. Decided I'm going to do nine hours, stop in North Carolina, like a little more than halfway, and then and then do the rest of the next day. Like now, what happens next year, right? So you guys, this is your last Christmas before being married. Yeah, we've already figured this out. Oh, okay. So you yeah. you talked about it. Right? Yeah. Okay. So so right now Rachel works at the hospital, so she works on Christmas Day. But oh, okay. you know, we're hoping that um maybe she'll she'll not have to work on Christmas Day next year. And uh, in that case, we will do Christmas here with her family. And then the following year, we will go up to New Jersey. Okay, we'll alternate. And we'll alternate each year. Right. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, that that's kind of the plan going forward once we're married. So, okay, cool. Because I love my New Jersey Christmas. I really do. Like, it's it's a thing I look yeah, forward I to it. all year. Um, all right. Well, uh, if then you've got nothing else, then that's going to do for two minutes in the mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to our wonderful patron family over at patreon.com slash two men in the mouse. We love bringing you guys additional content, including the patron experience over there, as well as uh, the geek watchtower, the watch along video series, uh, Orlando outside Disney and so much more coming at you guys, uh, you know, throughout this year and the new year and beyond. Uh, and if you want to join our patron family, including getting access to a exclusive uh, Facebook discussion group, you can go over to patreon.com slash two men in the mouse and join for yourself. We have uh, tiers ranging from $3 all the way up to $50 a month with different benefits, uh, you know, therein. Uh, we have three, five, 15, 30, and $50, um, you know, tiers. So, and each one gets a little bit more. 
Uh, all right. Well, if you love our good buddy Peter Mandel, check him out at Rogue Comics over there at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. <clears throat> um, if you're planning a trip anywhere around the world, but specifically to those Disney and Universal uh, destinations, check out our friends over at Away With Me Travel. Uh, you can email Justin over at Justin at AwayWithMeTravel.com or show at AwayWithMeTravel.com and uh, let them take you on the trip of your dreams. Oh, so folks, for me, uh, my books, now the Ross and Annie series um, in Winters of Elnora, Birth of the Dark Angel, are going to be coming down off of Amazon in the new year. Um, I'll be re-releasing them in, in some format or another, uh, but this version of them, including the covers uh, that they currently have, are going to be uh, discontinued. So, uh, you know, get them before they uh, they pop back up in a, in a new format. Uh, they can be found on Amazon.com. My other books, uh, which range from Paranormal Mystery to uh, EMP uh, Thriller to Haunted House to Kidnapping Detective uh, stories, they can all be found on Amazon under the name Vincent Valentine. It's V-A-L-E-N-T-E-A-N. Uh, and of course, the Morty Monster YouTube channel. Check it out at youtube.com slash Morty Monster. Our, our blue lovable monster friend is always heading to Disney and Universal and uh, coming back to you guys with all of the fun adventures that he's having there. It is a Disney video blog that the whole family can enjoy. All right. Well, that does it That does it for this week. Pete, any closing words? Stay merry, Kevin. Stay merry and jolly. Uh, please, folks, keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us. This has been YDF Media Productions.